Hello, welcome to the Holocast with wow. Kyle. Good morning. And my friend, the donkey. Hey, I, oh, wait, or good afternoon if you're listening on your donkey's drive home from work. The donkey's not here. We're talking about Balaam's donkey. Balaam's donkey. Yeah. Balaam's um, donkey. So you told this story. I told this story the message. On Sunday. It was the last one of our angels. It was can the I, family Can Sunday. I just say something? I need to appreciate you for a second. Thank you for not making me be the donkey. I, yeah, I deeply that. wanted to. I know. There's a part of you that really, really bad. Part of me thought your parents me. might be here that weekend, and I didn't want to. They were. Yeah. They wouldn't have cared because they. They would have thought they actually. Yeah. They, they would have been like, "You yeah. should." My dad would like that was great. Like yeah. my dad would have had a lot of jokes. I tried not to. When your parents are in, I try not to make fun of you in a way that's not edifying. You, you have you met my parents? Do you know how much they make fun of me? Yes, we make fun of you privately. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm That's totally the kidding. group chat I'm, I'm not totally invited kidding. to. Yeah, <laughs> no, I know your parents love you and respect you. And we kind of joke about parents, that all the time. So. Like, so we 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 joke about this, but like, um, like we have we have a long standing relationship where yeah. we we make fun of each other all the time. Yeah, that's that's, yeah. that's how you get along. Right? I mean, I think that our love language is verbal abuse. Wouldn't you agree? I think it's humor, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you and I both agree on that. Mark, Other people, not so much. Mark thinks it's verbal abuse. Mark, Mark is like, stop. Isn't that stop right? Stop hurting me. Why are you booing us? We're right. <laughs> Anyways, no, it's not abusive. It's not toxic. So we 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 know when too far is too far, but it is a great way that we build a relationship with one another. But and I love it that our our humor bleeds through on Sunday mornings when we're doing stuff like that. So, you getting up to give Mark a hug? Oh no! There you go. He just—he's just—you can't see this, but he just went and gave him a whole box of Kleenex. <laughs> it's okay, Mark. Dab those tears away. Dab them away. I don't know if you can hear it, but Mark is Mark is sobbing now. He's yeah. crying. No, he's not crying. It's okay, Mark. We love Mark. It's okay. We love we you, Mark. In our life, so yeah, we actually love Mark. You don't he's know just, Mark. He's not awake yet because Mark we, is he, the third pastor on our we staff. We do this at eight thirty. Yeah, because we we kind of skipped it for a week or two. Yeah, we did. So, yeah, uh, so we, we he got like a two minute warning. He did <laughs> two minute drill. Um, so great. let's talk about Balaam's donkey. Balaam's this donkey. is a story I ha- learned as a kid and never ha- ever have discussed this as an adult in a church setting. Uh, and probably can you I, probably can the same I, for can you. I, can you I say? confess something? I always get this confused with the sto- with Paul's conversion. Like so I, I use, always used to get this story confused with Paul's conversion. So like, I like, oh yeah, Paul and the talking donkey, and I don't know why, but like it was funny when we were talking about it because I I remember reading. I'm like, oh, that's not the same thing. Like, no. As a kid, I always got those confused. It was like Paul had a talk. Feels like you might Paul had, had a talk donkey talk to him until Jesus was real. <laughs> no, of course I've read this since before Sunday. I'm just <laughs> telling you, like as a kid, I I got those two confused. So we're not gonna tell the whole story again yeah. because we just we we did it. A sermon out. People can go back and watch the sermon, but it's a story of the the talking donkey in scripture, where the donkey talked because uh, an angel stood against Balaam. Balaam was going to go do something he he shouldn't be doing. It was going against the Lord. So the angel got in the donkey's way. The donkey kept stopping three times. Every time the donkey stopped, Balaam actually hit the donkey with the with a rod. The Bible says um, the video we showed just had him slapping it, but he hit it with a rod. Yeah, tried to make the donkey go, and finally. He after the third time the donkey speaks to him. You know, God empowers the donkey to speak to him. He says, "Why are you hitting me? I've been a loyal donkey." And he's like, I'm "In sorry. the voice of Eddie Murphy." You have, yeah, <laughs> I, 
You have been a little donkey. And then Balaam sees the angel and he recognizes God using us to speak to him to tell him no. So he, basically he says, no, God, I'm not going to go against what you want me to do. I'll actually, I'll actually bless your people, the Israelites. And so uh, instead of cursing them. And so that's the whole, that's the whole story. But it's a bigger story. That's, the, that's like the children's version of the yeah. story, which, yeah, everybody wants to talk about the talking donkey. Um, and do I believe that animals all have the power to talk? I don't know. You know, do I, I mean, I hear with, when people hear this story, they're like, oh, I wish my dog could talk to me. I wish my cat could talk to me. That's not the purpose of the story, right? The purpose of the story was yeah. Yeah. that Balaam was going to do a bad thing. He was yeah. going to go sin. And God used an angel and, the, and a, a speaking donkey to stop him from his sin. And then it worked for a while. Balaam didn't sin. And then Balaam did sin. He finally gave in to the sin, the temptation, and he was destroyed for it mm-hmm. because he could not get that root of sin out of his heart where he wanted the riches that were promised to him by Balak. And I think that's, that's the real truth of the story. And the hard part, let me just, I'll confess this. The reason why I think pastors don't preach on this is the story of, of Balaam's ultimate betrayal of God in this is not actually contained within scripture in the way that is easy for people to understand. So that's why I think people don't talk about the story because you go from numbers. It's, it's, this is all numbers 22 to 31. But in Numbers 22 to 24, as you get the story of Balaam and the blessings and the curses and that whole thing with Balak and the Israelites and the Moab, nation of Moab, that all, and then in 20, it ends at 24. And then 25, the, the people of Israelite fall for idols and sexual immorality, this curse. But you, you kind of, it doesn't say in there that Balaam's behind all this. You get that later in Scripture, and especially when Jesus talks about it in Revelation, when you hear about it in Second Peter, when you hear about it in the book of Jude, and you get it from other sources at the time that tell us the, the, the fuller picture of Balaam. So it's a harder story to preach because you can't just go read it in its entirety and make sense. It's kind of got to be told to you and preached to you. And so that's why we talked about it. Uh, but I, I want people to walk away not thinking just, oh, it's all about this talking donkey. It's really not about the talking donkey. It's about the betrayal that lives in our heart, the temptation. Like it's, uh, what's, you know, the verse about getting the foothold. I'll get the verse and we'll read it. But there's a verse in Scripture about giving the enemy a foothold which basically means there's a gap in the door, right, that something can come through. And that's that you allow the enemy to have a foothold in your life, and that foothold in, in the, ends up can entice you and tempt you into sin. And Balaam left a foothold in his life for the enemy yeah. to entice him because he kept talking to Balak and kept talking to him about money and riches and rewards for betraying God's people. And ultimately he ended up giving into that temptation and he was destroyed for it. Yeah. The warning for us is stop giving in to the temptation. Yeah. Stop opening the door to the foothold, right? To give yeah. a foothold to the enemy and focus on just living for Christ. For those of you listening, the, the verse is Ephesians 4 and it's 25 through 27. It actually says, therefore, having put away falsehood, let us let the, each one of you speak the truth to his neighbor for we are members of one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. And... Give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor doing honest work with his hands so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Um, that's talking about, in, in, in some versions, it, it says foothold. Right. Like, don't give the devil a foothold, but give no opportunity to the devil. It, it's, I love that translation. That's the ESV. Because I love the idea of, like, a foothold is an opportunity for Satan, mm-hmm. right? Like, when you, when you open yourself up to things that... Are non that aren't edifying to the body of Christ that aren't edifying to you that aren't edifying to God, um, 
what you're doing is you're allowing Satan a foothold in your life. And we're told to avoid that. Like that's not a that's not a like maybe you should do this. This is a and give no opportunity to the devil. This is a commandment from an apostle who's writing to the church in Ephesus and he's saying like you cannot you like you're allowing Satan this edge in your life. Because Satan is going to use his scheme. Every we've talked about this. Yes. He's going to use his scheme. And in Balaam's story, the the curse that came upon the Israelites is they gave in to idols the worship of other things besides God mm-hmm. and sexual immorality. It's still the devices used by the enemy now. Yeah. Like how many people do we know have given into the temptation of sexual <laughs> immorality because they've given a devil a foothold yeah. because they watch inappropriate content and then wonder why they're still wa- they're watching porn, wonder why they want to go act outside their marriage for a, a relationship. It's because you're giving a foothold in your mind that these things are okay because the it, content you consume it's absolutely puts that in as this is okay, you should want this. That's what we're doing to ourselves. It's the same thing with gambling. Well, you know, I got a gaming problem, but I'll just, I'll just, you know, I'll play the the big ones, the billion dollar plus. It's I mean, like you're giving a foothold ca- that's going to suck you back in. Talk about casting lots in scripture in the Old Testament and the New. Like, I, here's the thing: it, <laughs> if nothing else, it validates the trueness of scripture. It validates the inerrancy of scripture. That scripture, thousands of years ago stated that this is something we were going to struggle with and the church in Ephesus struggled with it and we're still dealing with it today like we're still dealing with it today and people go it's so much worse now no it's not right it's not it's the same same garbage route different day like it just is and the problem is we're st- we're not any smarter like we're really not We've had 2,000 years of biblical knowledge to, to put us on a path where we could know better, and we still don't because the devil schemes and the devil tries, and we give in. Right. Like, the devil only has the power we give him to yeah. have. That's, that's, the, the, that's the truth. That's the purpose of this series. Like right? We, the devil is limited in his power, and, yeah. he, and he's limited, but he's empowered by us. His forces are empowered by our weaknesses, our choices, our uh, will, willingness to kind of um, play play all positions on the field, right? Like, well, I want to I want to live for the Lord, but I also want to oh, I want to try this over here. It's a little bit dangerous and risky and I might, you know, there might be some sin attached to it, but I want to I want to try it because I've never done it. Like we're not we're not told in Bible to try everything once. We're told to live for Christ always. And the problem is our culture tells us we have to have all these experiences, good and bad. That's not God's way. God tries to protect us from that. And so we need to be careful that we are giving a, the devil a foothold in our life. And that foothold that was in the heart of Balaam ultimately led to his demise. Yeah, he did a lot of great things for the Lord, right? He blessed God's people. They end up having great victory. Um, but in that great victory, Balaam perished because he ended up succumbing to the foothold. He, he decided to go against God and try to convince uh, Balak how to curse the nation of Israel without Balaam actually saying another in the words. And because of that, his great sin, he perished. And for us, we have the same issues in our life where we – we suffer because we allow the footholds that the devil has got in our life that we've allowed him to have. We allow those to pull us back into temptation and sin instead of letting us live for God. And so I think the caution of the Balaam is you need to make better choices about how you spend your time. Like we are supposed to be separate from the world. We're supposed to live in it, but we're not supposed to do everything and have every experience and participate in every sin, like to see how it feels or to see, you know, yeah. Like we're not, that's not what we're called to do. We're called to live for Christ in all things and in all ways and even be in this culture, but not of this culture. And we don't, 
that's that's the hard part because people say, well, I don't want to miss out. Well, you don't miss out on sin, calamity. What are you missing out on? Your soul perishing. That's all these questions. What are, what are you missing out on? What What are you so worried? What are you so desperate to be a part of? Like, are you desperate to be a part of the kingdom of God? Or are you desperate to be a part of the kingdom of man? Like, and that's that's yeah. really where it comes down to your heart's desire. And you can't. That's why the Bible's so clear. You can't live for two masters, right? You can't. Yeah. You can't serve yourself and the Lord. Serve one serve will hate the other, and so I love if you're this. serving the devil. You're going to hate the Lord. I love this in Ephesians. It goes on to say exactly what it is, like how we should model Christian life. And I love this when it and it says, "Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but mm-hmm. only such as is good for building up, edifying, and fit for the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear." Mm-hmm. Right. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit by God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, as God in Christ forgave you. Yeah, It's just perfect. Those are the ways uh-huh. to avoid giving the devil a foothold. Unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, greed, right? The, the slander, malice tenderheartedness and forgiveness. Like those are the, those are the tenets that we're supposed to live by in such a way that we don't allow Satan to have a foothold in our life. And I think it's, I think it's really cool as we talk about that, that that's the bigger picture. Right. right. And we tell people this advice all the time, like stop, stop putting yourself in positions to fail with temptation, especially with like dating couples, couples who are, who are living together and say, Oh, we're not going to participate in immorality, but then they do. Because they put themselves in a situation where the temptation's there all the time. Like, if you don't want to f- fall to temptation, then avoid it at all costs. Don't give it a foothold in your life by, like, just always being there to entice you. Because, in my experience, people give in to it. Like, the, 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 the attacks are real. The struggle is real on a whole spiritual level. And the last thing I want to do is have to deal with it all the time. I want to stay as far away from it as I can. And that's what, that's what scripture tells us. Stay as far away from that temptation as you can. Not Flee. as close to it. Flee it. Flee it. Run right? from it. And when we stand firm against it, then it's run, devil, run. Right? So, yep. um, so this has been Hodlecast. We're going to have Balaam's and the donkey sermon for you. We'll have all four of these up for you on the, the podcast so you can kind of hear yeah. God's word for yourself and know about this. And uh, we're excited about yeah. What's coming up in the future? Excited about helping you navigate the spiritual realm. We actually have a class coming up on this for about two weeks in November. And so we're excited about that. So you can check that on Wednesday nights and more soon. We'll catch you on the next episode of Hodlecast. Check us out where all podcasts are found. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Play, and more. And tune in as Pastor Kyle talks about Balaam and his donkey.